everybody, and welcome back to the Wretched Wrestling Podcast, Episode 5. My name is Craig Dixon. And I'm your co-host, Fred Robinson. Episode 5, baby, Cinco de Mayo! Ooh, I like that, actually. I wish we were going to on Cinco de Mayo, but we didn't! Nope! Doesn't matter. Nope. Because we're here. Nope. We're there. Belated. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. Fucking WWP, baby. Alright, that's it for us tonight, guys. See you next week! Alright, that was the best you're going to get. Bye. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, we were 33 <laughs> seconds into that. And the show is over. <laughs> Is this your first show, by the way? Um, bye. You, bye, I guess. You might not like... You might get a lot of unlikes after this one. Uh, this is pretty wretched. Very wretched. So, I how mean... We, how do we go about this? Because, um... Uh, pay, I lost... Um, I lost a lot of money on payback. Craig? No, I, we didn't I don't do know too if you bad. Know we didn't do too bad. Mm, okay. Okay. I like your so optimism. So let's start off... I like your optimism. With WWE Payback, the backlash of the future yeah of the new ever of the new ever of the new ever so we made some predictions and mm-hmm. we got some right we got some wrong i think we got all the main parts right we i think we did pretty well we got all the main parts right including the um showdown of the mcmahon yes we got that to the spot we if you got, listen yeah. to episode four yeah episode four fuck the smiling committee yes Let's go back to that campaign one. campaign oh campaign sorry uh go back to that one and uh you will see that we did cr- actually cr- Put that all together, but whatever. Let's just talk about payback. Yes, yeah, so let's let's run very quickly through the pre-show. Uh, Dolph Ziggler yeah. meets Baron Corbin on the pre-show, which it wasn't announced that that match was on the pre-show until right. Literally, people were arriving in the arena and they had Dolph Ziggler coming to the ring, and everyone's like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> so naturally, yeah. <laughs> as I'm texting and tweeting during this event, um, I clearly stated. Well, if we knew this was on the pre-show, that we would have gotten our prediction correct in that they always put a face over on the pre-show because it's naturally what you fucking do. Yes, as in a kickoff or something of that sort. Yes, so I mean, it it was a few that really didn't start with much, so we didn't didn't have a lot of build here. So Ziggler won. Easy crowd pleaser to get the crowd amped up for the show. It was actually a decent match. The crowd was pretty into it. Um, That's really all I got to say. Uh, Ziggler's yeah. first pinfall in on the main roster, so <laughs> I guess that's something. On a pre-show, yes. on a pre-show, on a pre-show. I mean, you gave him, you gave him a little bit of a bone. I mean, like God, like the size of my not um, of my pinky toe. Uh, oh, oh! I, I, th- I thought you were going somewhere else. With oh that. boy, I'm not gonna go that far. <laughs> but but we both called Corbin winning this match, shit. thinking it was on the regular card, uh. and that was a mistake because apparently it was on the pre-show opener. Mm-hmm. Get the crowd hot, gives the Ziggler the victory. So whatever. Gives a shit. Right, we were wrong, but was it a good match? Was uh, I was actually driving to Craig's house while he told me the result, while it pissed me off because we were wrong. But you were the <laughs> one that actually saw in the match, so was it actually a good match? It was decent. It was okay. decent. Hot crowd. Crowd was happy to just see any action. It was decent. Decent. Nothing better Sh- than that. Chicago crowd, right? Chicago crowd. So yes. You know, it's, you know, you're gonna get a hot crowd. So that's yes. cool. That's cool. So they were into the whole Ziggler thing. Corbin. He, you know, he just hit the, he had a small package to get the pinfall, and that's it. You know, you know mm. me and my, my roll-ups and my quick packages, I fucking hate them. You so, love that. No. I no. think you secretly love that. No. Listen to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, but. I mean, I do. I don't listen either. Yeah. Um, I don't think anyone else does either. Uh, so, listen. I mean, right, whatever. But then we have the other pre-show match, which was already announced as a pre-show match. That was the kickoff show. And the this is also match, the yes. only match that me and Fred disagreed on our entire predictions for yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah. And 
it would be Kalisto versus Ryback for the United States Championship, and uh, this match was fucking good. I really liked this one. I mean, really good. That uh, Ryback that, really went all out. I mean, Ry- I know can people we, say things about Ryback. Can we Ryback. say it was Ryback's best WWE match ever? Uh, uh yeah, I would go as far as that because, like, you know, he's faced some good people, like, some, like, uh, you know, CM Punk. You know, just one floating in my head. But really, this this was like the best match I I've seen of Ryback. And they played the whole big man versus little guy very well in this match. And he did that um, he did that like gorilla press off the top rope. What is that oh, called? Oh yeah, the um, the gorilla press into like um, I don't even know what you call it a um, a gut wrench. Uh, it was great. You know, basically just killed him. Uh, went up again <coughs> once he did that move. He went up again. To do the frog splash, military so, press. That's what I'm looking for. Military about. press. Yeah, yes. Yeah, okay. And man, it was that was a great spot, and the crowd was really into this match. And yeah. Kalisto gets the Salida de Sol, wins the match one two three, retains the title. Beautiful ending. Great, Beautiful great ending. fucking match. Makes Kalisto really good. Makes Kalisto look great. It was fucking on the pre-show too. I mean, this was their second match on a pre-show in a consecutive pay-per-views, yeah. and it yeah, was better right. than most of the matches on both cards. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, because I saw. I actually. Um, you know, I have a wrestling podcast, so I should obviously watch every match. But I well, did, I missed the, also. I, I I watched this one, but I missed their WrestleMania match. So, um, so this was the first time I was watching these two guys wrestle, and I I, I loved it. I thought this was Ryback. If they're ever going to come out with the best of Ryback DVD, there's going to have extras, and there's going to be one match. It's going to be that day, one it. match, one match thing. Yeah, you could download it on <laughs> iTunes for free. And then the next match is going to be the same match, only there's going to be commentary over it <laughs> in Spanish for Kalisto. <laughs> so I mean, this was great. And now, now of course, there was no follow up to either of these. Um, like feuds on Raw, at least not, not that I think so. Well, 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 well. Technically, there was. Uh, hate to hate to correct you there, buddy. Um, there was the battle royal on Raw the next night, in which uh, Dolph Ziggler did eliminate Baron Corbin, and then in which Baron Corbin, Corbin right. got so pissed off he dragged out Dolph, beat the crap out of him, so threw him back in so the So we're ring. gonna get more of, Z- of Ziggler and Corbin. Basically, we're gonna get another match with them. Yeah, they, there was so there match. was a United States number one contendership match. On Raw, um, and there was a lot of action in this ring. They were building a couple of separate storylines in this. Mm. So they, they did do another Ziggler versus Corbin thing. So there's more to that storyline, which is good because, you know, I want to see Corbin at least get... Corbin will get over at some point. And, yeah, he will. And, of course, they'll probably have a rematch at some point down the line, hopefully at the next pay-per-view. Probably will at the next pay-per-view. Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> And so that's good. They continue. They're not continuing. Not just letting Corbin get buried, which is good because I thought his work in NXT was decent. So that's good. Yeah. But I mean, let's talk about Ryback with the news that's that's yeah. spilling over yeah. the over the you know the airwaves since the stratosphere. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> there was no Ryback on uh, Monday Night Raw, and that is because yeah. he <coughs> he went on a. He he's having a contract dispute with WWE right now. He had a little Roy Rage. <laughs> yeah, you could. That's pretty safe to say. Uh, yeah, he's having a little bit of a contract dispute with Mister McMahon. So uh, apparently, I don't know if you read the um, the, and and you know when a wrestler releases um, a blog on <laughs> uh, Tumblr on Tumblr that I call, I call just, it gymnasticer. He's just gonna bitch because that's all <laughs> that people do on Tumblr is bitch about their lives. So he's I hate Tumblr. So, so his much. fight. So his argument is that 
that people who win matches in predetermined wrestling events are not paid as much as people who win. Now, you cannot <laughs> tell me that, Ry- that Ryback made less money in this match than Kalisto. See, I think he's got this confused with main eventers who win. Yes, yes. Versus people who are curtain jerking <laughs> on pre-show matches losing. He le- legit thinks that he or Kalisto... You know, just because you had a good match on a pre-show doesn't mean dick. He thinks he, like, be, I think he actually thinks he should earn as much as, as Triple H. Right. Like, and money he should wise, not. Which is not right. That doesn't even make any We've sense. We've all heard CM Punk's podcast where he just shat on Ryback the whole time yeah. for being a really unsafe worker. And a weirdo. Yeah. And we all know he's just, he's just, <laughs> he's one of the Vince McMahon's, like, favorite guys because he's got the look, he's got the muscles. You know, Vince McMahon loves the fucking muscles. Yeah, he loves, he loves those muscles. Flex <laughs> for me, baby. Flex for me and I'll give you an extra 10 G's. So, I, I mean, love the, I, you cannot tell me that Kalisto, who's been in the company for way less longer than Ryback has when he joined as fucking Skip, Skip, Skip Sheffield. Oh, yeah, that was you, a great gimmick. You can't tell me that Kalisto made more money in it because he was the winner of this predetermined match. It does not he, make It sense. doesn't make any sense. No, it, it's no. the same tier wrestlers who wrestle in matches... It, you are making the same amount of money in the match as your opponent, unless yes. you're fighting somebody like The Undertaker or Triple H or, yes. you know, you know one of those guys. Right. You, you, those guys are making top dollar. Chris Jericho, you know, yeah, exactly. make top dollar. You're not... Yeah, they earn that. I can almost guarantee you that Ryback is making more money than Kalisto because he's oh, been in the company sure. longer. So don't give me that whole... Sh- don't give me that shit of the winner of the match makes more money because that's bullshit. It's your status on the card. And because, Ryback, you haven't established yourself as a fucking main event player, you're getting paid as a non-main event player. You're getting paid to get jobbed out. So you're basically jobbing. Yeah. At this point, hey Craig, like, let me do a little simulation with you. Okay. Sure. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm the boss of a um you know whatever Fortune 500 company. Ooh, you and, are. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just I just I just I just love making up these roles for each other. And you're gonna you be the, you're gonna be the person that comes to interview for a job. Okay. Okay. And now you're gonna ask. I'm gonna ask you. Hey, sir. Um, what do you see your salary being? Um, a billion dollars. Well, I only make um five hundred thousand dollars. Okay. So, um. We're gonna have to renegotiate that. So okay. You're, so go again. I'll give you another shot. A uh, hundred thousand dollars. Uh no. Okay. No. So we're gonna um say you're gonna make the wage that you make. Okay. Because I'm the fucking boss. Okay, that makes sense. You're the and, boss. And uh, everybody else can fuck off, including you. Bye. Okay. Yep. I'll I'll take that. Uh, it's money in my pocket. I'm on. I'm or on. You can leave. Yeah. I'm on. Uh, no, no, no. I'll stay. I'll stay. I'll stay. Okay. Please, please don't okay. fire me. Okay. Yeah, no, yeah, you want me to, you want me to drop to Stevie Richard? Sure, I'll do it, I'll do it, okay. Yeah, okay. Okay, you're hired. Okay, you're hired. Great. And that's how things work. Sorry, you don't make as much money as the fucking boss, no. or the main eventers, or the higher-ups, or the managers, blah, 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 fucking of Ryback, fucking man. real world. You make the money that you fucking sign on Go a contract. Go fuck yourself, Ryback, you fucking suck. God, you're fucking lucky you didn't have a fucking job. I don't even want to talk about you anymore. Okay, let's get past this So guy. we get to the we're actual, we get the written, to the main part of WWE Payback. <clears throat> The New Day starts to show, uh, cut a yeah. promo to start um, their tag team, the finals for their tag team tournament between Enzo Amore and and Colin Cassidy versus, which your name you hate, Big Cass, I'm sorry, Fred hates it, yeah. Fred hates it, um, and the Vaude Villains. The Vaude Villains. I said it. I said it right. So, 
yeah, so I mean, Enzo and Cass get, like, most of the things. And this is my favorite part of this whole match, is the New Day is eating pizzas and drinking sodas, just like <laughs> we were. Chilling. Just, like, watching it like they were having a good time. Yeah. And unfortunately, this match takes a very, very uh, poor turn when Enzo Amore takes a very, very scary bump off of the, off of the ropes, falls yeah. out of the ring, and he goes unconscious, and Whiplash. they have to stop the match. It's like Whiplash just heading to the mat. Yeah, it was really, uh, and he was out, yeah. out, out. Like, we, we, like, you knew it right away, too. Yeah, like, I, I, you were, he was gone. I told Fred about this when we were watching the pay-per-view live. Um, I saw a motorcycle accident, um, in person, like, uh, I don't want, I want to say five was years ago. Uh, yes, actually. <laughs> He's the American badass. Oh, That's oh, why he, came, he died, so he came back. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I like that. <laughs> so, I saw a motorcycle accident, and we were, it was late at night, and me and my wife were the only people on the road, so we stopped over. We're like, oh my god, we have to check on this guy. He could be dead. Um, we go over to them. The guy is passed out, and I'm not saying, like, passed out like he's just, like, not moving. He's fucking snoring on the ground, like... <laughs> So weird. Just People complete noise. Such complete body. Body is just doing everything to keep keep the thing alive, Jeez. and the guy just knocked out, snoring on the ground, completely knocked the fuck out. And that's exactly what happened to Colin. Uh, what happened to Enzo Amore? If you look at the yeah. replay of it, they didn't show the replay of him laying on the ground with no movement, but you could see him going. <sighs> Yeah, it was hard because like his head was kind of like in the in the yeah, little. Yeah, but he thing, was whatever. knocked the fuck out. Yeah, so yeah. He was if you look, the replay showed that like his head <sighs> hit the ropes. They were doing this spot where they were gonna throw. He was gonna get like do like a baseball slide out of the ring, I think. And I think, but like, like they did out. Like, they yeah, yeah. Throw him so hard did, that he slides out. But they didn't have enough room. They were too close mm-hmm. to the ropes to do it, and he couldn't get down far enough. Right. And his head hits the the rope, the second rope, and just. Boom! Hits the bottom of the ring, and he's just out. And you see his arm go limb, and it was a very scary situation. Yeah, and a very right. like a very sad way to start the pay per view because this oh, was yeah. Enzo Amore and Colin Cassidy, who I think are the next stars of the tag team division, without a doubt. Just completely doubt. like lose all momentum with that. And, I know. You know they reveal throughout the course of the night that he's okay. You know he's conscious. He's had. He's at a you know the hospital and then you know he's got he regained all of his you know motions. He's just it's he's extremities. Con- they yeah, said. his yeah. he's just concussed. So unfortunately, yeah. that's probably the end of Enzo Amore for at least a couple oh, a couple months because I hate hearing that I know me too, man. I love Enzo oh. and Cass, but it oh. was a scary situation. So I mean. Our prediction was the Vaude Villains were gonna win. I yeah. still think they would were gonna they were scheduled to win that match. I, I think they I were. think the Dudley boys were gonna get involved and cost Enzo and Cass the Cass the the match. Yeah. Yeah. But um anyway, they do eventually award the number one tag team uh the number one contenders to the Vaude Villains. Anyway. Just, just by default, you know. By so f- they didn't even announce it on the pay-per-view. They announced it the next night on Raw. So they will yeah. face them. Apparently at the next pay-per-view, we thought it might happen on Raw. They never really announced how that would work. So now yeah, we, yeah. we have a month of build-up for the New Day versus the Vaude Villains, which, again, uh, I, I, I said this last week, um, the Vaude Villains are very good. I like them. They're good workers. Yeah. I don't like them really on the mic. Their gimmick, I, don't, I, I just don't know if it's going to get over on main WWE programming in front of 16,000 people. Well, the problem is that they don't. The announcers really don't explain it well. I feel they I, don't. They don't. They like they just assume everybody kind of knows this. Right. It's like um this uh it's very nineteenth 
twenties. Uh, yeah, yeah, like, like cinema, nineteen like thirty Coney cinema, Island like, type of like, like yeah, yeah, exactly, like Boardwalk Empire type yeah, of yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. Only except like you know, like in the movies, like like I can't really you know <laughs> no, really do the music. And, it's, it's you exactly know, it. so they don't really explain it that well. The people, uh, so like you know, you have this PG error where. You know, or that's a new hour, apparently. Well, you know, you have all these kids there. They don't know what that is. You know what I mean? Like, really, if, I mean, we kind of barely, I mean, we just about know the gimmick, you know, and, and stuff like that. We're, th we're like in our, you know, we're 30 years old, you know. Anyone in their teens or their kids right. aren't, who is a lot of the majority of the audience, aren't going to know this gimmick. Right, and there was no real build to them debuting on on. WWE television. No, they no, were just they part of this giant WWE NXT invasion, which they're you know claiming Shane McMahon was the brainchild behind, which we know it wasn't. No, it was just WWE was stale as shit, and they needed to bring in some new faces, so a bunch of new guys came in. So yeah, they didn't really explain a lot of gimmicks, and when you have a gimmick like the Vaude Villains, I feel like you need to do more. Baron Corbin speaks yeah. for himself, you know, like yeah, I don't yeah. think the Vaude Villains do. He has a he has more of a presence. For sure, like yeah, he's, he's just, just a natural he's presence. Just like yeah, like he's that. just like a tough guy who wears like a fucking. He looks like a motorcycle driver who'll fucking kick your ass on yeah, the side of the like road. Yeah, looks like he belongs on like the Santa Anarchy Gang and stuff like that. So the only silver, like the really silver lining I see in all this is that okay, unfortunately Enzo, who's great, he's gonna be out for a while. Okay, yeah. the the silver lining in all this, if I'm trying to make optimistic, is that. Um, big cast on the net last um, the next night on Raw w was part of this um, eight man tag match. Uh, it was Big Cass uh, and all three new members of the New Day taking on the Dudley Boys and the Void Villains. Right, and can I? And, um, can I, can and I he was over just by himself, like even on the mic, he, um, even like with the hot tag, he got the hot tag. Yeah, the crowd was hot for him, stuff like that. And he had a the thing, finisher. yeah, the thing about so, Enzo and Cass is like a lot of people give Enzo all the credit, but Cass. Is damn good on the mic himself he as well. Definitely holds his own, and he's definitely and you know Vince McMahon loves him because he's like fucking tall. He kind of looks like Edge. He's like a mixture of Ed, Edge and Test. So yeah. he, you know, you know Vince loves him. So and he can cut a promo unlike Test. So you know, you know, it, you know Vince McMahon's already saying, seeing like, oh well, Enzo's hurt. Let's let's go with a singles career with him. But I don't think that's gonna happen. Nah, nah, it's not gonna happen. The it's only issue I had with their segment on Raw is that the Vaude villains came out said something like, oh, you know, Enzo, like a real man would have gotten up and stuff. But whatever, yeah, that's fine. Easy yeah, heel, e easy easy heel heat. But then the Dudleys come out and they're just <laughs> basically making fun of the Vaude villains. And I'm like, I'm like, are did the Dudleys turn face again? Because I'm very confused. Because the crowd was like, okay, yeah. the, the crowd was very pro Dudleys during this segment, <laughs> and then then the New Day is like, oh, let's just do a tag match when after Cast came out. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, so now they're teammates. They just made fun of the villains, <laughs> and now, now they're, they're tagging teaming. with them. Yeah. Okay. Two things I'm gonna say about this. The Dudley Boys, specifically Bubba Ray Dudley, He's so is my funny. new favorite tag team at the moment. <laughs> I love Bubba Ray Dudley. I don't know what happened to him, why I like him more. He, he's become a better worker, maybe. And he's just so goddamn funny and loud. He like, is. And, like, and I don't know what was going on. I think now I understand because you said I didn't see that part where they were making fun of the Void villains before yeah. the match. Yeah, they, they were like, there was like, some, like you felt like some real tension between the two teams, and like, Bubba Ray's like, this is how you beat him up! You take him! Yeah, the and Dudley's, you close him! The, and you forearm him! Yeah. And like, it was like real tension it was between weird the teams. The like, Dudley's I couldn't tell who was real came out fake. and said like, well, you know, you should restart the tag team, you should start restart the tag team tournament, because the Void villains didn't beat anybody last night, because the referee stopped the match. And then ten minutes later, they're tag teaming together. Yeah, yeah and they're like, 
like, they're like, kind of like, they're like, no, no, this is how you do this. Boom, boom. So like, they're like yelling at the Void villains. Like, well, well, actually, Bubba's really doing this. Like, this is how you beat up a man. And like yelling the whole time. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, is this like a veteran move of his? Like, is he like... Is he like yelling at this new yeah, just, tag team? Just to like, doing whatever to like he wants. Up? Like, or is he like, or is this part of something? Like, I don't understand. So maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. Whatever. They had a really good eight man match. It went. Really, it was good. It went very long. It's very like, good. Was, I think it was the longest match of Raw that night. I it think was so. really good. I think it was. Yeah. I can't even really say much. Ba- I can't even say anything really bad about it except for what you said. Yeah, and. Uh, and I like that they gave Cass the uh, the pinfall. They gave him the yeah. win. So they're clearly not giving up on Enzo and Cass. I, I'm, Definitely not. Hopefully Enzo is just a very minor concussion and he'll be able to return shortly. But yeah. the fact that they're keeping Cass on TV and not just forgetting about him, that's a very good sign. At least until he comes back. So I, Definitely. I don't know what they do with Cass now by himself. Like, mm. other than... I, I don't know, it, it's dude. Tough. I don't know. I can't... I can't... I don't know. I... I um... We'll just have to see how that plays out. Now, let's go back to Payback. I mean, yeah, we then we get back. a fucking instant classic, and we get Kevin Owens versus <laughs> Sami Zayn. I yeah, mean, I mean I, we knew that was going to be a good match. Fucking crazy. Anyone who's... It would have been crazy to think that these guys were going to, like, put on a crappy match. It really isn't much... There really isn't much to say, except that it was a great match. I mean, these guys have tagged together throughout many years. They fought each other in different types of matchups. These guys have a natural chemistry. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. But I love the fact that, uh, <laughs> so what, what Kevin Owens won, right? So, you know, uh, he, again, he gets pissed off and he wants to get the Continental Championship again. Yeah, it was and very. He stays there. So, will you explain it more? Yeah, so we're watching it. And of, of course, we both pick Sami Zayn again, which so we, got that wrong. we have to stop picking Sami Zayn for pay per views <laughs> because he always fucking loses. I know. I think um, he's just the underdog, and he's going to stay the underdog. Yeah, they're building him up as the underdog. It's going to take a... <laughs> See, I think this is going to be one of those feuds, that remi- and it reminds me of um, Raven and... Um, Tommy Dreamer? And Tommy Dreamer, where they, they fought in ECW for years, but fucking Raven wins every goddamn match. True. Until true. one day, Tommy Dreamer got the win. And got I feel like yeah. they're going to do, do a similar thing with Sami Zayn, like... And they'll make a big fucking deal about him beating Kevin Owens one day. I hope they can play that out for as long as possible. But we weren't sure where they were going with this because after the match, Kevin Owens just proclaims his victory and he's the fucking best. And he went now. He fucking get in the game, get in there. Fucking fucking hates Baron Saxton. He hates him so much. Fuck Byron Saxon. And Michael Cole. He always yells at Michael Cole for some reason. So Owens gets the victory. Thank God. I mean, I I love Owens. I almost never want to see him lose because he's so goddamn good. And (laughs) so he he wants to reclaim his fucking lost Intercontinental title, which he lost like a couple months ago now. Um, Yeah. He wants like, to refocus. He wants to refocus on that. So he stays out for the next <laughs> match at the on the card. For the IC title. He's for the IC that, title yeah. between uh, Cesaro and The Miz. And this was actually a decent match for a Miz match. Cesaro yeah, uh, obviously no, is a great definitely. worker. Um, I, think the, I think The Miz held his own, though. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so they, they did this thing where um, Cesaro had him beat. He had him in a... What do you have? Cripple crossface? Oh, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, and then... Of course, uh, Sami Zayn comes back to the ring. Their fight starts to spill towards the ring. The referee gets distracted trying to keep Zayn and uh, Owens outside of the ring. And, you know, uh, Miz is tapping out to the, uh, to the crossface. 
Miz, you know, the, you know, Cesaro breaks up the fall. We go back to the ring, um, and Miz ends up losing from a fucking roll up. Roll up. Uh, roll up, everybody. So we already have two Craig's fucking. Craig's favorite move is so a we already roll have, up. So we already have. So, so far, <laughs> we haven't gotten. Technically, to this point, we haven't gotten a main show match right because the first match <laughs> was, was ended Fuck. short. And we both picked Sami Zayn for this match. <laughs> Although Fred did pick Ryback and Ryback lost. So Fred was on, wrong on that one. But that was a pre show. So Thank you a, for reminding me. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. Who picks Ryback on a pre-show? Come on. 50-54 booking, people. Cody's the one last time. I thought Ryback would win. I don't know. So, it, for a brief moment, it seemed like Owens was going to just drop the Sami Zayn feud and he was going to move back into the Intercontinental title. Thank God Zayn ends up beating him up and yeah. they get this feud going again. And thank God, because it's it, it's great. They should never stop this feud. I wish, yeah. I mean, selfishly, I just want them to keep fighting each other until they are like 80 years old and they have to be wheeled down to the ring by their nurses. Right. So we go to Monday Night Raw now. <laughs> yeah. And um, so, it, you know. And, it, it was, and, all, and all this was like, I'm sorry, man. It was a great, all, all of a great way to do everything. It was a great way to keep both feuds going. It was a good way to keep Miz strong as an IC champ. Made good Cesaro to... look good because he didn't get Still he got strong. he got he got pinned by shenanigans. By shenanigans, of course, WWE shenanigans, and it kept the feud going. I thought that was really like uh, it was it was good. Very booking. unique. It was nice though. It was it was different. good booking. Not not a lot of wretchedness so far. Yeah, I know we're not living up to our name, but we'll get there because there are, there is wretchedness. We're still in the good part of the WWE season. Just wait until fucking like November when, when shit's like really bad. We're gonna be yelling post post summer. WWE gets really dark. We're gonna cry. We're gonna <laughs> yell. We're gonna. Uh, we're gonna. It's gonna be. Mayhem. So we go to Monday Night Raw again, and uh, we get this Shane McMahon, uh, Stephanie McMahon opening segment where, yeah. of course, by the way, they named them 50-50 partners, and if you listen to episode four, that was one of the scenarios that we threw by, and that was our most likely scenario, that they yeah. went with the 50-50 partners. I knew anyway, they weren't going to pick a person. I we'll get back it. to that shortly, but uh, Kevin Owens interrupts Shane's idea for the show, and uh, he has an idea to give him his, his Intercontinental title match against The Miz. Cesaro comes out and says he's the one who deserves his rematch with The Miz because he got fucked over the night before. Shane tells them they'll fight over that Intercontinental Championship number one contendership in right. the <laughs> opening match of Monday Night Raw. Yep. And, god damn, Kevin Owens versus Cesaro, please, more of this! Oh, I mean, come on. I mean, this is great. I mean, uh... I feel like when Kevin Owens is in the ring with a fucking Ring of Honor alumni like himself, he will fucking go... He will pull out spots that he doesn't do on normal WWE programming. I love the frog splash that he did from the apron to the outside to Cesaro. Oh, it's just yeah, like that so, was brutal. Just like... Because it, it's not a fucking common move, you see. And Cesaro, I love his, like... The, the fact that they're giving him a push as a face. So this is just a solid match. Fucking Cesaro doing his fucking European uppercuts left and right. Springboard uppercut is like the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Like, And the crowd has never been so much into Cesaro since he won that Andre the Giant Battle Royal three yeah. years ago. So, I mean, this is a great way to start off Raw. I always love starting off Raw with a great fucking match. And... You know, the right guy wins. The right guy ends up winning. The Miz comes out, and he beats up Cesaro, and the match ends in a DQ, and Cesaro gets the win. Yep, yep. Uh, basically, this is a great angle. Uh, they're basically now, at this point, um, going to put both everybody together. In, um... Yeah, and it was, a good way, it was a good way to start the... Good way to set up a 
obvious potential four-way match that they're going to do with the next pay-per-view. Yeah. Because it's just the most likely scenario now because now these two, two these two feuds, which were separate last month, are now intertwined. So Kevin Owens gets in uh, the Miz's face and, you know... And the, the, then they start brawling. And then, of course, Sami Zayn hits the ring. So it's very clear they're going to go with a four-way at the next pay-per-view for the Intercontinental title. And I love it because you Is have... a ladder match or anything or no? I don't or... think they've announced uh, the stipulations yet, but mm-hmm. I'm sure... I don't know. They just did a ladder match in Mania. I don't feel yeah. like it's too quick to do another one. Uh, yeah. Well... Whatever the whatever the if there is a stipulation or not, it's gonna be great. I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, you, you've you, got three Ring of Honor alumni and an MTV alumni. Yeah. <laughs> so the Miz will be he'll be that matters more to me. Yeah. Craig. So I think I uh, this to me is the end of the Miz's title reign. I don't think he can get out of this match. You know, going into the next mat- pay per view, I think his reign was good enough to give him give him relevancy again. But I mean. You have fucking Cesaro, you have Sami Zayn, and you have Kevin Owens in this match. I I don't think he wins. I think Cesaro is going to win the Intercontinental title at the next pay-per-view. And I'm so. predicting that very early, but Cesaro needs like a bump right now. And, and The Miz is just, he, you know, we, you know our feelings towards The Miz. We've spoken about him before. You know, he's a very... Well, I'm liking him lately, actually. So yeah, actually, no. We're, we're actually opposing each other well, on this one. Yeah, you're right, you're right. I don't think he's going to keep the title long. Um, I don't think so. I also don't think Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are going to win the title at um, no, Extreme No, no, I don't. That's why I, I say think, Cesaro. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's only one person left, exactly, Cesaro. So I, I hope that's the case, and I hope that Cesaro can stay healthy because I it, it only just brings awesomeness to... to to a much-needed show. Right. And um, I'm always down for that. So we go to um, Back to Payback, and we have Dean Ambrose versus Chris Jericho, uh-huh. um, which was, um, yeah, I, I guess it was a decent match. I don't really remember it now, almost a week later. It was no- nothing to write home about, nothing crazy. Um, I remember it being good. It was good. It was decent. It, it was wasn't, a hard-fought match. It was a good match. It was decent. Uh, yeah. Nothing... Nothing out of the ordinary from these two. We know what to expect from Chris Jericho being 45 years old now. And 45? He's some, He's up oh there, man. Oh, my God. I know, man. I know. Like, I just, like... Because like, I see, like, guys like AJ and Samoa Joe and, like, all these guys are, like, in their, like, high 30s. Yeah. And you see, like, Jericho, who still can go out there and, like, he at least can go with these guys and yeah. stuff like that. He may not be the best wrestler in WWE, but he definitely can hang with these guys. And he's, like, almost 10 years older than them. Yeah. Or, like, maybe not that high but like five six years older than them i mean when you hit your 40s i mean it's a big difference you know yeah, so, i mean it was a decent match i don't think there's nothing really to write home about it it was it was good like i, I don't want to say it was a bad match it was um they did their jobs jericho played his heel cockiness thing that he always does and you know it, it you know it it was what it was um ambrose gets the win he hits dirty deeds i i thought there were good like counters it was a good finish to the match i remember like, just how long it took Ambrose to get the Dirty Deeds. Yeah. Like, it was, like, a really yeah. slow build-up to it, and then he hit it. Yeah, like and he was one, hitting two, three. the knees yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like, he was really fought hard for that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I thought it was a decent move. Uh, a decent match, I should say. Yeah. Um, But, you know, it was kind of... You could tell it was the end of this feud. They're not doing much with this anymore. Uh... Uh, Fred? Not, Fred? No. Did you watch Raw, dude? I did watch Raw. Because there's a lot. There's really a lot that happened with this feud. Because, uh, uh, dude, dude, you, you, he had okay. Really? Okay. I'm gonna. I was, I'm not. I don't want to make him. I don't want to be a dick, but like, no. <laughs> he, okay, so he had another uh, Ambrose Asylum the next yeah, night. Yeah, I know. So he, you see, he had that. Okay, first of all, he's called his plant Mitch. 
Oh, you're so funny. You fucking called your plant Mitch. Oh, I'm, I'm loving that. You fucking dick. And, and yeah, he had a white carpet on top of the white ring, man. He, he's so funny with this thing. Anyway, so he gets Stephanie. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right, yeah. I totally and, forgot and about he, all this. Because Stephanie right now is playing this part where she's trying to be super cool about everything. Right. And stuff like that, that her and Shane have to split this show together. Right. So, so Dean has Stephanie out as a guest, and he's just bragging on it like she's first she's fighting back with him a little bit but she's like no she's like you no no everything's cool did you find the backstage segment between stephanie and dean ambrose a little like a little like uh like like they were flirting with each other because that's just the vibe i got i just just the way flirt with her i no i mean i had the chance no i I, I think it was the other way around i think stephanie was flirting with dean it was very it was very weird She was just like her character of playing like a, like a good guy was like I'm gonna fuck you later and like, it was a little weird. <laughs> that that's a good yeah, no, that would yeah, be a good I, person I, move to do. You know, I, <laughs> fuck your. I, no, you're right. I I forgot that they did continue the feud a little bit more. I, like I, I again, I just don't know if it's gonna go further than what it is now because. All right, so yeah, she cancels the uh, Ambrose Asylum, Asylum and announces so, that the highlight reel will be coming back on SmackDown. Like anybody fucking cares about these talk shows, which we talk about every fucking. Week. I know it, it, the whole premise of the talk show shit is horrible, but I liked, but I liked how he was egging her on, egging her on. And yeah. she's such a good actress that yeah, she is a good. She, actress. She's a very first. She calms down a little bit. She starts to get more and more and more and more angry, and then right, she cancels the show. Cancels the show. The highlight reel back. Jericho comes out, and he ends up hitting her, hit him with his fucking stupid plant that he gave a fucking name. Whatever. I you know I I what else are they gonna do with this feud? Are they gonna wrestle again at the next pay per view? I don't know if I want to see it again. I love Jericho, but I just don't care about this feud at all. I mean, I really don't care either. It's just something for them to do. I mean, you know, uh, I don't know. I mean. I don't give a shit either. I mean, whoever wins, I don't. It doesn't really matter to me, honestly. Um, you know, I, I thought I thought you would have liked this. You know, I guess when he got when they got canceled, he, he said he said uh, Ambrose said I, I guess we had a good run, right? And I wrote I said out loud, No, you fucking didn't. <laughs> he had you a th- fucking he had, goof. He had a three week run with his stupid talk show. And it was never funny to begin with because Dan, Dean Ambrose and his goofy gimmick are dumb as shit. And we, we just don't care. Oh, you're so funny. Oh, you called the plant Mitch. Oh, okay, oh, okay, okay, I have a water bottle right here. I'm going to call him asshole. Domino. You know? Yeah, Domino. And uh, I, I know you're a big Jericho fan, but he looks like so especially gay lately. Yeah. <laughs> like, he looks like the gayest guy, gayer than Miz. I can't even... He's I, got the... I, I, can't, I can't even explain, like, how gay he looks. Yeah. It, it, it's he's so got, bad. He's got the heel, like, <laughs> just hate me for how I dress thing going on there. Yeah, and he I guess he's doing it on purpose. He did that a lot during his, uh, <laughs> when he turned heel in 2002, when he would wear, like, he would wear <laughs> fucking checkerboard pants. Oh, yeah, And, yeah. like, he would be like, what the fuck are you wearing? <laughs> He's like, this is, in sp- this is in style now. Yeah. So, I, I do, I do like the scarf. That's the one thing I do like. I do like the scarf. I think it's hilarious that he wears a fucking scarf and no shirt under it. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. It's okay. Okay, but like, but uh, yeah, but you you know, but you you know, like Jer- Jericho's such a wrestling genius. There's got to be something behind it. Yeah, you know, he's, like he's getting yeah. fucking heat for it, and that's all. That's what fucking Jericho's all about. So, um, yeah, yeah, so I don't really know much to talk. I mean, they're probably gonna have a rematch. Yeah, it, it, I guess it's at this point. See, it was he weird sm- because Jericho Jericho did a he tweeted that you know like thanks for the good run WWE. I'll see you soon, and it oh. seemed like he was off TV, and then he was on Raw, 
and on SmackDown. So I guess that oh. was a little bit of a swerve to tell people he wasn't coming back. Oh, that was cool. And then, that they and then did he that. did that. But, you know, I, I wasn't expecting much. And poor Mitch got smashed over the head. Oh, my God. R.I.P. Mitch. R.I.P. Mitch. Mitch, you were, shit. Mitch you, were, you were, like, the best thing on Raw. And I, I'm i really going to miss you, buddy. Like, you were the best plant I've ever seen in my life. And I'll never love a plant as much as you again. Let's have a moment of silence. Anyway, um, <sighs> all right, I gotta move on. Let's move go on. to my biggest gripe with fucking payback, which was fucking the women's title match. So let's bring fucking the women. The pr- well, yeah, but sure, <laughs> but like, let's bring the oh, prestige back to the women's division by renaming it the women's championship, bringing out a championship that looks like the men's championship, yeah. making it on equal level with the men. Oh, you got yeah. the good women workers now. You got Charlotte going to go in the ring and have a match with Natalia, who's, you know, despite my dislike of her character, is a very solid worker. And what do they fucking do? What could they, you go wrong? What could go wrong, Craig? They do a Bret Hart screw job. Oh, so they must have been in Montreal. No, they were in Chicago. But that's not Montreal. It's not even close. Oh. Okay. Why did they do that? Um, let, let's put this in perspective. I'm Pe- confused. People cared about Bret Hart when that happened. He was the champion. Ah. He was the champion ah. going into that match. Okay? And yeah. people loved yeah. him. He was an icon in the business. He was one of the too. best WWF champions of all time he was and he got screwed over in this situation in 1997 you know how many years ago that is fred that is 19 years ago holy shit that is 19 (laughs) years ago so what do they do fred what do they do on a fucking meaningless meaningless (laughs) pay-per-view match between charlotte and Natalia, with Bret Hart in attendance, of course, of they course. do God the forbid. exact same thing. Charlotte <laughs> puts fucking Natty in her own fucking finishing move, and referee yeah. Charles Robinson, no relation to Fred Robinson, puts yeah. calls for the bell, and the match is over. Dick. And screw job, Natalia lo- loses the match because of shenanigans. This was annoying as shit. And as a Robinson, I cannot condone Charles Robinson's actions. Because I have to speak, you know, as a Robinson, I have to speak. And I have to make sure that our Robinsons are doing the right thing. And Charles Robinson, that was really wrong of you. And I don't like that. But, but here's the thing, Craig. <laughs> And I know you're going to go about this. You, you, I know you're going to... We're going to go more on this. They didn't... Okay. Mm, let's, let me gather my thoughts here for a fucking second. Because this is going to be a lovely one. It was just... All right. Okay. They explained everything the night... The next night on Raw. Okay. Very good. They explained it. What, what they did. They had like a little segment where Charlotte and Rick came out. They brought out Charles Robinson, Little Nate. You know, they oh have my little, God. They have history. But you the know, problem is you know if you're showing clips from WCW that your fucking feud <laughs> is...
is pointless. WCW has been out of business since 2001. That was 15 years ago. So we're starting off with a screw job from 19 years ago, bringing in footage from at minimum 15 years ago. People who are watching WWE are 15 years old. Don't know this shit. Why did they do this? And they act like this little nature. This, guys, this is wretched. This is the reason this podcast exists. Is yes. for reasons like this match, which ended in a fucking screwdriver. And let me remind you, Fred, Shawn Michaels and and Bret Hart, they were two of the icons of WWE. The icons. People they were, were turn, tune in the pay-per-views to watch those two guys. You and were everybody a Bret fan knew or a Shawn fan. And everybody knew they hated each other. They yep. knew the matches. When yep. it when it came down to the ring, they would put on a match despite their fucking feelings towards each That's other. That's right, sir. But this was Charlotte versus Natalia. Sure, Charlotte is a star in the in the women's division, but Natalia has been a joke for the last three to five years. You yes, cannot tell me that we wanted a fucking Bret Hart screw job scenario to get this segment over because they didn't need this. It, it was a women's championship mm-hmm. match at a pay-per-view between one person who's, you know, just just joined the Royal roster a few months ago and is trying to build her heel heat. God forbid. And another person who's been on Raw for several years doing nothing. Even Paige said, where's Natty? Where's Natty? Right. Exactly, my friends. Exactly. I think you put it perfectly. I I, I didn't want to interrupt you. Did anybody think Natalya was a threat in this match where she needed a screwjob finish to get out of it? She didn't. Fucking Charlotte, this makes Charlotte look weak again. And Charlotte is fucking genetically superior, as they did in NXT. Charlotte should have won clean, or just use the tights, do something like that. We don't need a Bret Hart screwjob with fucking, fucking clips from WCW with fucking Charles Robinson. Enough! Enough! Craig Dixon would have taken a fucking roll up, and that's, yes, that's I would have know, taken a roll up, you know how a roll up with are. a grab of the tights. That's how bad you know this shitty fucking angle was, because he hates fucking roll ups, and I will fucking they were, like like they they had these. Okay, you you went from Cesaro and the Miz having you know connecting these two feuds together perfectly, yes, perfect booking. Perfect. They must they must have done this as a fluke, uh, like they they must have done this by accident because clearly you had the next fucking match with with Charlotte and Natalia, right? With the shittiest booking you could have done. The you worst. Have, you have two fucking legends, legends at ringside. Fucking love Ric Flair and Bret Hart. I mean, there were so many fucking ways you could have went about this. So many goddamn ways. Right. And they went with the dumbest fucking way possible. They went with the dumbest fucking way. The easiest I, fucking I, thing. How many times? How many times do we have to see Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels fucking involved in a redo of the Montreal screw job? Because we've seen it. I'm tired of it. Fucking, it was 19 oh. years ago. It was old in 2002 when they fucking, what they do that to... They, they did it with Shawn Michaels and, again and, and, at um, one point. I don't even remember. They did it with Shawn Michaels before before Brett came back. Yeah, he did something. It was old in 2002. They reconciled back oh in whatever, five years later. Leave Mon- Montreal is like the most 
over-talked. Horrible, horrible most booking. Over-talked, goddamn angle ever the to per- the point I- where say I this. never want to go this. to Montreal. The ever. person who booked this segment also booked the whole this whole Goldust and R Truth thing because it's just ridiculous. Oh yeah, God. because it's just it's retarded so booking stupid. and we don't need it. It's just recycled shit. The whole Goldust and Booker T thing is that it's it uh, Booker. See, I called it Booker T because it's the same thing. Yeah, R Truth and Gold R Truth and Goldust is exactly a reprise of the Goldust and R Truth because apparently Goldust can so... only only tag team with a black guy with dreads. Uh, that that's it. I mean, oh my God, this stop is... retreading the same. Shit, WWE. I don't want to talk about this shit anymore. Yeah, let's get let's get the fuck out of this thing, cause God fucking damn it, I, I'm so you really actually did fire me up on this one. I I was fucking retarded. I was man. really over this, and you you fired me back up about it. So let's go back to Raw, uh, back to the pay-per-view. So as yeah. we said, Vince McMahon eventually comes yeah. in, and they dragged this segment out for too long. I hate that they did this on a pay-per-view. Thanks, Vince Stephanie. McMahon eventually just says, like, oh, you know, Stephanie ran the show better, blah, blah, blah. I love Stephanie, Stephanie, Stephanie. I'm going to suck her tits. And then... <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I would, too. Uh, <laughs> and and then they go, like, oh, but anyway, um, yeah, Shane Shane did a good job. So, yep. You guys are gonna run it together, and that's the show, and that's exactly what we said we would have. Yeah, he's like, week. he's like, I want to say blood, I want to say ripped, fucking blood. So basically, you want your fucking kids to kill each other. You're a fucking psycho, Vince. You're a psycho as a father, and I, like, oh my god, you were just uh, unbelievable. But um, whatever, we fucking called this. I mean, like, cause there's gotta be shenanigans and the right. goddamn like, blah blah blah. You know, God fucking forbid. So now we got this thing where Stephanie's trying to play nice with Shane, but we all know that she's gonna snap at some point because she's a fucking egotistical maniac. Um, don't really care when about that. I don't give a fuck. I really don't care about that. Uh, yeah. So I mean, the, she's making the most of it, but I don't give a shit. Honestly. Yeah, and and we're it's not really. There's not much to talk about with the Shane Stephanie thing. They're just gonna do this yeah, power yeah, struggle for a while. Yeah. Um, they do get in, involved in the main event of uh, Payback, um, where they both make. Um, they both make a power move in the match, in the main event match, to kind of get something over. It doesn't. Nothing really happens on Raw that changes that. So let's just go to the main event now. Yes. Yeah, um. So Reigns versus AJ Styles for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Yep. This was actually a, a pretty damn good match. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I, but it's, I'm, not, it's I'm, not, I'm not, not a big fan of Roman Reigns. We all know that. Nobody here, nobody in this podcast likes Roman Reigns. No. But it was a solid match, and, uh, you know, it's obvious that AJ Styles carried the match. He's the veteran of yeah, the two. Yeah, of course. I mean, like, But AJ this Styles. had a lot of, you know, this reminded me of WWE pay-per-views from, like, the 90s. So that that gives me, <laughs> that gave me some, some uh, you know, some nostalgia, if you will, watching the pay per view because it was yeah they they stole this angle from uh, SummerSlam ninety uh, I want to say ninety six yeah just like a lot of like oh the match is over no nope, we're gonna restart it no nope, it's over no nope, uh, yeah. we're gonna restart it, it was, uh, Shawn Michaels versus Vader yeah I just that. a lot of yeah. like like oh the crowd's really pissed the match is over mm, so you know. um yeah so let's go uh, it starts off with like um AJ we get to the end of the match AJ hits um. He hits Reigns outside of the ring with what the flying elbow, I believe, and uh, mm, yeah, and you know Reigns is down and eight, you know the count they they've been counting for a while. They've been kind of standing outside of the ring for a while. The count is getting up to nine, nine. then to ten. AJ hits the goes into the ring, and the referee says ten, 
And that's the match. It's a right. countout. AJ Styles wins versus countout, and Roman Reigns retains the title. Styles um, pissed and, about And at first, me and Fred are looking at each other like, oh, God. This is this is <laughs> WWE booking from, like, 2007 here, yep. where yeah. every fucking pay-per-view ended in a DQ, which uh. was fucking garbage. And yeah. we all remember when pay-per-views would end in a DQ. Like, And that was back in the day when you would spend money on a pay-per-view, as opposed to paying right. $9.99 a month. That's you true. would pay $60 to get a non-commit answer with some shenanigans. Oh, DQ. Uh, you know, like, you, you would tune in. You'd be fucking infuriated and then you're like fucking i'm not ordering a pay-per-view anymore so that's what it felt like at first i still don't want i still want my 9.99 back by the way yeah <laughs> i want to get paid back so me and, me and fred look at the time and we're like ah, it's 10 30 it's kind of early for a pay-per-view to end very early yeah. and then so we're we like we're, we're just sit, as we're watching we're like all right somebody's gonna restart the match and they've got this this They've got this power control <laughs> thing here, so they'll do it yeah, twice now. Yeah. And naturally, um, so Shane McMahon says, no, we're not going to end the pay-per-view that way. There's no count-outs now. So they restart the Restarted. match. It continues on. Um, AJ goes for the 450 splash, I believe, was the match, was the move. And Roman Reigns gets his foot up, I believe, and he hits him below the belt. Oh, was that what it was? Okay. Yeah, I, I believe that was the count. It was some top rope maneuver. Okay. And Roman Reigns gets his foot up, but it hits uh, AJ below the belt. They call the DQ. The DQ. It still doesn't even make sense, It's honestly, stupid because but... they fucking, like, how could you even see that? You wouldn't see a fucking below the belt block like that. Like, That's so weird. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was just stupid booking. By the way, going back to the count out, I was saying this while we were watching it, like, Okay, so AJ Styles is at 8 or 9, and he enters the ring. If you were in a championship match and you knew you needed a pin, wouldn't you leave the ring to restart the count? It was just stupid. It made AJ... But it, he went back in, and then like he went like 10 right away. Like It was kind of weird. Like, no, he had a couple he... seconds. He had It was like 8 or 9. He, he couldn't pick up Roman Reigns. He rolls into the ring. The referee, do. the referee didn't call 10 yet. And he's standing in the ring like, well, I guess I'll take the non-championship victory. Like, it yeah, just, it just made AJ Styles like a like a rookie. Like, that's a rookie mistake. And we're supposed to believe that he's, you know, like, at least on WWE programming, that he's like a legend across, like, New Japan and across the globe. And he's just never made it to WWE. So right. to me, it yeah, was like, yeah. it, it just made Roman Reigns, it made, it made Roman Reigns look like a pussy because he was outside the ring. And it made AJ Styles look like a fucking <laughs> retard because he didn't want to restart the count on his own. Oh, Whatever. Oh, you know what the move was for the count out? Was that fucking... He did that forearm and they both and went through the goddamn table. Yeah, they did the... Like, that was a fuck. That was like a crazy like, That was a great spot. Great spot. spot. Table spot. Yeah. So I pulled them on that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so okay, then... So anyway. He gets the knee up for the... Whatever the top row move he hit and they call it fucking low blow, which is fucking ridiculous. You call it low blow when you're blocking hey, a move. That's God. ridiculous. There's no way he targeted the dick when he was coming <laughs> down. You know, like, it was such a weird fucking way to... Pinpointing cock. Like, why couldn't he just, like, do an accidental low blow or something? Like, that was just, like, you can't you can't boot call the, something like that. Like Boot the cock. Yeah, like, he goes for a big like, boot and he ends up hitting him in the dick. Like, that would have been more believable. Like, oh, shit, I didn't mean to do that. Or he accidentally elbows the referee. Like, yeah, that would have yeah, been... Yeah. That would have been more logical. But no, they do, like, a fucking... He, it's so up. weird. So he just lands on his dick. So stupid. <laughs> like his footsteps. So Stephanie comes so out weird. and gives the step stipulation. Now it's no disqualification because the pay per view is like no. So that's what <laughs> Ste Stephanie and Shane's things going on now. So they're we're just, looking at each other like, oh boy. Yeah, okay. they're, they're gonna try and one up each other. So now we get the inevitable. Like, okay, now it's DQ. So we knew Luke. Uh, we knew Luke Gallows and um, 
and Anderson were going to interfere, interfere at this point. Yep. And naturally they did. They hit yep. the ring. Uh, the Usos came out They just out beat him up, of course. Yeah. They, but they, they they did let uh, the Bullet Club, I don't know what to call them yet, so I'm just going to keep calling them the Bullet Club. Let's call them Bullet Club. Yeah. So they let him beat down Reigns until like they were leaving. Then the Usos beat them up on the ramp just to yeah. kind of even the odds. And I mean, fucking, you know, uh, Reigns does this like the, that suicide dive thing that he does where he gets like a lot of air, which always looks right, really cool. Right. I'll give him a lot of credit for that. But fuck him. And, uh, <laughs> I'm a digger to do with that too. And then like again, like now now AJ hits another flying elbow off of the uh, of like the front row of the. Uh, of like, I, oh, of the, the stand, like Jeff Hardy used to do. Yeah, like Jeff Hardy used to do. Only and it looks Hardy. really nice, and he gets him in the ring, he can't get mm-hmm. the count, and he goes for it, like, he goes to the well, quote-unquote, too many times, and he misses the flying elbow for, like, the third or fourth time. Yeah. Fucking, he, Reigns ducks it. Basically, Reigns got his ass kicked, like, for the th- second half of the match, and hits a spear and retains the championship. Yeah. I just yeah. fucking hate, I hate finishes like that, because... How could you, I mean... What do you mean? You hate finishes like that? Like the whole shenanigans before the ending? No, it's just like Reigns, the way Reigns won, because he didn't show a lot of, like, at that point, he didn't show a lot of, like, attacks on AJ. Like, when when he hit that suicide splash, AJ wasn't there. He, he... he jumped out of the way, and that's when he jumped on the uh, on the front row there. So it's like... Yeah. I was like, so why does AJ so fucking, like, how could AJ be doing so poorly when he's been getting all the offense on Roman the last couple minutes of the match. He hit the flying elbow through the table. He hit the flying elbow again on the outside. He rolls him into the ring. He goes for the flying elbow for the third time. Fucking Reigns ducks at spear. One, two, three. That's uh, it. I don't know. Because I don't like WWE. it. WWE. I don't know. Really. But I, I will give Roman this. I, real, I, I am not a fan of him at all. Trust me. But he's got like this like weird like... Um, He's developing this like new. Uh, I don't. I don't want to say heel, but although maybe it could be a heel thing one day. He's got like this like weird intensity now in the ring where like he like like right in the beginning like I mean he was like throwing AJ around and he looked like legit pissed like he just looked like he was in a fight like yo fuck off you know kind of like thing like he showed like some like like I don't know some intensity that I hadn't seen from him last year when he was WrestleMania uh, at WrestleMania against Brock. And stuff, and he was getting his ass kicked, and he was just like smiling, <laughs> like that. Like he, he, like there was like this whole new whatever he's trying to do. Like I'm the guy, blah blah blah. Uh, you know his attitude is changing in the ring, so maybe uh, I don't know. Maybe there's some c- shit. Maybe some I don't know. Uh, fuck it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm trying to. I'm trying to find some optimism. In the whole I mean, thing, and then the, the thing that I. So, like, I didn't like the whole, like, Vince McMahon, Stephanie, and Shane segment on the pay-per-view. And then they end the pay-per-view in the same manner. Like, oh, it, yeah. They it almost like ended, it ended, like, raw. Where, yeah, like, they show, they show, like, that Shane and Vince and Stephanie watching the fucking pay-per-view on a TV. Like, we paid money for a pay-per-view, and the last segment we're going to see is fucking the three McMahons watching the show and saying, that was a good match. Let's have a rematch next month. Yeah, I agree with you. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, we got we got the point that you guys are trying to one-up each other during the main event. We didn't need to see you again. Yeah. But, of course, this is the McMahon show. Once you have so many McMahons and stuff like that, it becomes about them. And they right. they think that everything, that, like, that everything, like, that they're the best fucking things on the planet Earth. 
and uh, you know, it's, which is not true. Yeah, uh, fuck them. So I'm they announced that yeah, AJ versus Roman Reigns in a rematch. It'll be an Extreme Rules match. Yes, which you know, whatever. Which means like yeah, right, right, more whatever. Bullet Club, more of that shit, more Usos interfering. Um, I, I mean, and then Raw was just a little bit more of the same. Um, so Raw, the main event, again, it, it's AJ and the Bullet Club versus R- Roman Reigns and the Usos, and, you know, uh, yeah, it was, it was okay, it was, it was cool to see them all tag together. Yeah. This is kind of what I wanted to see leading up to this pay-per-view, but I guess it makes sense now that they're going with this p- program for a second month. You remember last week I was saying, like, you know, I wish that they just did some kind of tag match between AJ and Roman, where they just got in the ring for a little bit of wrestling against each other, and they didn't, because... Again, the feud with AJ and Roman beforehand was more about Gallows and Anderson than anybody else. Yeah, I thought AJ was like kind of like the um, like, like the third on, man. Like on the sideline yeah. yeah. and stuff like that. And yeah, I I don't think I I mean I liked the six man match of the um, yeah it was good it was but good. I, I don't think it made Styles look strong. I no, thought he didn't. looked like I thought like his boys Carl Anderson and, and Gallows. I thought they looked like the two big men that looked like that were holding court and and kicking ass, and I th- I felt like AJ was kind of like the bump machine, like getting his ass kicked by the guy, uh, but I by everybody. And I think that if you're you know if you're AJ Styles, you're 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 not, you're now the main event of this coming upcoming pay per view. I think uh, I I think maybe you know sometimes his. He, he likes other people, you know, like, he likes to take bumps and, and sell for people, and I think sometimes maybe it works to his disadvantage. Uh, did you get, like, maybe the same feel for yeah, that? Yeah, Or am I kind of just seeing this in a different yeah, way? It, like, it, I, I don't think he looked strong going uh, it, coming it, out of this it's match. It's weird to see, like, what they're going to do with this whole angle. I, th- I think... Well, forget my, all the fucking things we had judgment, going you know, judgment, last week. My 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 just my judgment of watching wrestling for the last twenty years tells me that AJ is gonna eventually just turn down all uh, you know all um, aid he can get from Gallows and Anderson, and Gallows and Anderson just one day will just lose their minds and just turn on him. That right. just seems like the only thing that's gonna happen, and I feel yeah. like that'll maybe happen at Extreme Rules. Where they'll just completely turn their backs on him, and then Roman Reigns will just be full blown. I'm the heel champion now. I don't. You think I, it'll be heel coming into the, going into this? I think the full blown heel turn happens at Extreme Rules. Hmm. I'm trying to think of what they're gonna do because, uh, you know, I actually like the. It got, I'm trying to. Re- I'm trying to read the results here. What happened? Because I got to the part of the show where they were trying to get AJ to take the chair. And he was deciding whether or not to bash Roman with it, which I fucking wish he didn't. Fucking take Roman out for a couple yeah, months. Yeah, but they're making AJ but, uh, look like a respectful, like a respectful like challenger. He doesn't want to take a cheap shot. Which right. is a clear face maneuver. He's right, not being right, a dick right, about right. it. While Gallows and Anderson are being dicks about it, they just want to beat up Reigns. Right, and, and then you saw that like Reigns beat up AJ right. and put him through a table and stuff like that, which is a clear, you know, heel thing to do at the end of the show. Right, so. I don't know. Uh, so I, I, still I mean, see we Roman get retaining. we get another. Yeah, we, I see him retaining too. We, we get another rules. month of AJ being in a main event. Maybe Roman gets injured in the main event. and They have to switch the titles just on the on the spot. That's just dream booking <laughs> right there. Yeah, we so, don't I mean, really we know. We covered everything that happened on Payback. Anything side that happened on Raw that was worth talking about? I don't know. We talked about <laughs> we talked about Owens and Cesaro. Um, I, I briefly talked about the R-Truth and Goldust crap that they've been doing. No, let's wait till we bring this up. There were, now, I'm going to bring it up because the best part of this whole thing had nothing to do with neither Goldust 
or our truth uh-huh. it was tyler breeze being our <laughs> truth's partner in the background and our truth is like trying to get him hyped up for the match yeah and tyler <laughs> tyler breeze has not a fucking care about this at all he's just like staring at himself in the mirror like he's not even looking at our yeah he's not even looking at it. and fan- like remotely and like, then the best part of the thing him. is fandango comes to join Goldust later and he, <laughs> he says like you're not even you're you're average looking and then tyler breeze gets really upset he's like you take that back <laughs> I thought that was the best Tyler Breeze moment since he got called out. He got he didn't care about anything R Truth said until somebody said he was average looking and he got so animated and pissed oh, you off. Can't, yeah, it looks that's the only thing. See, I would rather off. see more Fandango and Tyler Breeze than Goldust and fucking R Truth on TV. I love that just Summer Ray's gone, by the way. Yeah, what happened to that? Like they just explain like what did we just Again, I had a perfect name for them. Summer, Summer Breeze. Breeze. It, was was, I, dude, it was perfect. It was perfect. I still high spot you on yeah, high spot. I love that. They didn't use it though. It's fucking retarded. Yeah. Um. So we go back to uh, anything else happened on Raw. Emma. Uh, Emma. Fucking. Oh, yeah, Emma's back on. Yeah, we love Emma. We love Emma. But know, she but... beat Becky. Can we? Can we put Becky Lynch over anybody? What? Becky. Becky we. You, quote, you know what I'm saying? Though? Becky. Quote. Fred. I'm going to say. We love you. I'm going to say something very controversial. Oh no! Don't. Becky Lynch is the Dolph Ziggler of the women's division. She is perfect. Yeah, go she does there. everything right, but she's a perennial fucking loser. Oh man, why they gotta do that, man? Becky like, is talented more than than every diva on and uh, every woman on woman on the fucking division, except for Charlotte and Sasha Banks, and she's getting pinned by Emma, who is in NXT, and yeah, yeah like like Emma, like like what? people don't even like again another Emma thing, like Emma just popped up again. She's like, oh, she's on Raw, starting with Mania randomly, like, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I love Emma. We both love Emma. We're big fans of Emma. But can fucking uh, Becky Lynch Emma. win a goddamn match? I thought Becky Lynch was eventually going to at least, like, go into, like, some kind of program with Charlotte. Like, maybe maybe not SummerSlam, but, like, maybe, like, right the month before SummerSlam or something like that. Yeah. Or, I don't know. Uh, or something. I don't know what they were going to fucking do. But, like, jobbing to Emma, it was not one of those things I was looking for. Um, Becky, we love you. We, we really love if you're watch if you're watching this right now. Which, Just, can you can you blow Vince McMahon because it'll help your career a lot. And can you blow me? Can you blow me? Yeah, I mean if you have time. Yeah, if you have enough energy. If you have time, one. you know I'm here too. I'm married, but you know. Anyway. Yeah, but that would be interesting. Yeah. Well, oh, boy. Okay. 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 Remind me not to play this in front of the wife. Oh, bye. So I mean, and right, then, we gotta move off of there. So yeah, I mean, trouble. we're hitting the hour mark of our paper of our pay per view. <laughs> so if you're paying for this, you got ripped off. <laughs> yeah, someone just fucking, and we didn't get any of that money. So someone just fucking who the fuck are you in. paying? <laughs> uh, the other the other big news in in WWE right now, aside from the build to Extreme Rules, which goddamn is a fucking <laughs> archaic goddamn fucking gimmick now is that wwe went on one of their roster purges the other night oh yeah and they came to the term terms of release on the following (laughs) wwe superstars damian sandow king barrett santino morella cameron hornswoggle alex riley el torito and zeb calder thoughts okay well we've kind of discussed this off camera. let's start with let's start with least least popular so i'll go right to el torito because el torito oh, i was gonna say cameron el, no el torito. I, I can't i can't stand her el torito you were part of the uh el matadores yeah and who are getting currently repackaged so you're done yeah you're done you so, had nothing you had nothing about being you were a midget that's what that's it you were a fucking midget and yeah, i'm sorry that's it you were a fucking you dressed like a bull you, you i'm amazed you had a 
fucking job for the last two years. Santino Morella, I didn't even know was still employed with the company. Well, I thought he quit. He, he was retired. He was retired. Yeah, so I thought he had retired. They still had him under contract. He made a few sporadic appearances but as still, like like he has like a wrestling school and stuff like that. Yeah, like it, I thought he was just off the. He roster. probably was still under contract, but just was like he was already retired, so it was just like a official release of his contract. Yeah, I guess so. Um, he made a few appearances throughout the year. He he was always a funny guy, so you know it's always sad to hear things like that. But he was just like. He was a, basically a gimmick. He was just a, a joke gimmick, and especially after he retired, it was just there was nothing to do with him. Hornswoggle. Exactly. I did not know Hornswoggle was still employed. I, I have not no know idea either, dude. how. I didn't dude, know. he was employed I see him in, in specials. Like, like I see him in like the WWE Network, like being interviewed. But I've, I I assume that that was from like a while ago. Yeah, I had no idea Hornswoggle was still employed. I'm assumed he was retired too because he hasn't done anything since nah. since Fred. Wait for it. Wait for it. <laughs> uh. The WLC match, pre-show <laughs> match on TLC a couple years ago, which was awesome. I guess El Torito actually. Yes, El Dorito. Do you remember the fucking WLC match? It was fucking awesome. I'm pretty yeah, sure that was Hornswoggle's last fucking yes. appearance in WWE, and yeah. it was great. Um, Zeb Coulter. Zeb Coulter. Uh, no, wait yeah, a that weird angle with him and, and uh, the Mexicana, whatever yeah. the hell they were trying to do with uh, Abel Del Rio and stuff like that. that See, that was flat, a poor choice for you know. Zeb Coulter because Zeb Coulter deserves to be with an American guy, and he was a great heel, and he, he can should. cut he can cut so many better promos than all the other guys yeah, out there. Yeah, he was like, actually has value. Yeah, so I, I don't like that that they fired a manager like him, and he could get anybody over. He's kind yeah. of like a Paul Heyman. He's got that like. Is, there's something about him people don't yeah, like. Like, like managers are just not part of the business anymore. Well, he's been in the he's been in wrestling for like 40, 50 yeah, years. I'm like, yeah. I'm not trying to make fun of that, but like, he's been in wrestling forever, so he does know a thing or two, you know, to teach the 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 newer guys. I don't. Know, where's Jack Swagger? Not that I'm like, I can't wait for him to be back and or anything like that. But they, they Swagger's had, they here. Had there, the, we had the We the People thing and that got over. Yeah, I mean, they really could have just went back to that. Honestly, yeah, I like, mean, like, it, like, it, and like, as if nothing ever happened with a AER. It, it worked with the un Americans for a while, and then you know, Swagger with him just by himself worked for a while, and then they stick him with Alberto Del Rio, and it was just such a mismatch. Ooh, and then they started so the League bad. of Nations, which was like a crap on its own. Like, why couldn't? Why couldn't he be part of the League of Nations? Like, why couldn't he be the mouthpiece of the Ma League of Nations? See, that would have made, made sense. Rusev can't cut a promo. You know, uh, Barrett's decent was decent on the mic. He's Alberto Del Rio mic. speaks Spanish half the time. You don't know what the fuck he's saying. Like, and <laughs> Sheamus isn't he's that. Good. Sheamus is okay on the mic, but like Zeb Coulter, he's great. I don't understand why they let somebody like Zeb Coulter go. I they could use a guy like him. Oh yeah. I always love heel managers, especially if they have a personality like Zeb Coulter. And that that was kind of a surprising one for me. I'm surprised he didn't just resurface with some other you, could, you know new guy. You could have sort of like I could just picture it now, like just Zeb Coulter like sitting there outside of the ring like like on the ramp, entrance ramp, just having the four those four big guys just like yeah. right behind him sitting there silently. And just like just chilling and stuff like that. Yeah, and saying this is off. the reason why this country is no good anymore. Yeah, is because then, yeah. all the best export, all the best things about this country are exported from other countries. Right, like that could have been his gimmick. Yeah, I, it just didn't make sense. And I feel like the the League of Nations might have actually stuck around for more than what a month. To if they uh, had like pointless. A, yeah, it was stupid. I, I can't believe. Well, I mean, I know they were a good team, but like, I I think the whole Wyatt they were a injured. Team. Um, the yeah, why thing that, fucked them over. Yeah. honestly. Yeah. Um. So let's go to. I mean, Cameron. I mean, who gives a shit? She I'm was in the. So glad she was she's part gone. of the Funkadank. She had one of the worst 
moments on WWE television of all time. I love on it. Tough enough season. My favorite moment of WWE season history. Season five, I want to say, in 2011, the year yeah. the guy who won ended up getting fired like a month later. It was the last uh, last tough enough before the one on the network. Before the recent one. Yeah, the yes. one with Stone Cold. Yes, the one with Stone Cold, which was the best one. That was the best one. And sure. she said her favorite match was of all time, of all time, in all in the history of professional wrestling, wrestling. with Alex uh, with a with a uh, gotch with oh, Stone Cold Steve Austin right in <laughs> right in front of your face. Her favorite <laughs> match was Alicia Fox versus Melina. And who? What? Wait, wait, who? So you're saying and a whole. Sphere of wrestling. That's your favorite match. See, I think that should have been her gimmick. That that should have been her gimmick. Is that her favorite matches should have just been terrible fucking matches? They could have made that her gimmick. That could have been like, a nice DVD. And gotten gotten her a heel. You know, like I would have bought that DVD. <laughs> I wouldn't have. The been. best of or the worst of Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> and and then, you know they stuck her with fucking uh, Brodus Clay and part of the Funkadactyls. Yeah. And she was always she's the second Total one Divas. because the other the other ones uh, Naomi's way more talented and she's yeah. younger and she's agile. Uh, they, they stuck Cameron in NXT for a while. Never, she kept getting hurt, and she just kind of disappeared. So it's not a big loss it's for them. So, it was so crazy that like she was the um, the only person from that Tough Enough season to get a a regular. Yeah, WWE the only one to make a WWE t- uh, the person contract. Who, yeah, the person who won, Andy, got fucking fired right. He got away. fired almost like right that. away because he no sold the Stone Cold the Stone Cold Stunner. Which I don't it. think he really did that badly no he like, didn't sell it not really okay. he got stunned he rolled out of the ring and just kind of like held his head like ouch like <laughs> was, like right after it Ouchie. happened i'm like stone cold steve austin stunned a rookie and the rookie's like already like ah that kind of hurt like <laughs> i got a migraine yeah kind of hurt me um i'm stunned now this one this, uh, of of all of these uh, releases <laughs> this is the one <laughs> the wretchedness this is the one that really surprised me the most the and I'm, I'm saying surprised me the most because this was the guy used the most in the last couple months, is Alex Riley. I don't understand this one at all. If you watch NXT at all, yeah. you see this guy. He, he He's come back from multiple injuries. He's wor- He worked his way back into being a pro wrestler again yeah. after being a commentator yeah. on NXT for some time. And he's gone. He's gone. I feel so bad for him. Like this was like the one. Like like the next the next one we'll talk about is gonna make me mad. But this one. Well, gonna, we'll get to that one. But last. This one is we'll, gonna we'll, make, the next the one after this. Is oh kind right, right. Of, two, this is two, predictable. Two, yeah. Two from now are gonna make me mad. The, this one makes me sad. Because, this one, yeah, me sad. Very sad. So, like you could tell, like that Alex Riley is like passionate. Like, yes. Like he brings something to the table. Like I'm sorry, but like like. I know Alex Riley like hasn't been covered much and stuff like that, but whenever I saw him on NXT or I cared. when he, I cared like right and like you could tell like I was behind him like I, I actually cared about his comeback like I'm like as out like in the world of fake wrestling where yeah. everything's predetermined I cared about someone's comeback yeah like like that doesn't make like. He had, so he had something and he, there. And he could cut a promo, too. Yeah. His promos in NXT were very solid. And he had some good matches. and He, made, he definitely did. And he put a lot of guys over, made them look really like like good workers. And, you know, it's he, not like he's yeah. a pushover. Like, you could tell he's a jack guy. You could tell he's, you know, he's got the moveset. He's got the drive. And, 
you know, he put a lot of guys over in NXT, and yeah, then just yeah. he's gone, just like that. Like so sad. He's supposed to fight Nakamura, and they hasn't yeah. even a- aired yet. It hasn't aired yet. He got released. So I'm, I'm assuming he's gonna lose. I mean, I knew he was gonna he would lose that anyway. But right, like, but it's like Bull Dempsey. Like Bull Dempsey got oh, fired, yeah, yeah. and he was on he was on NXT for like three weeks after that. <laughs> so we know if anybody on NXT from now on appears on several weeks of shows after <laughs> not being on a couple others, we know he got released. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so that one really upset me the most of all of the releases. Uh, uh, yeah, me too. That, that one, that one was really surprising because I felt like there was a special place for him. And you, you remember when he was the yeah. Mrs. Lackey? He, I love uh, that angle. And when he turned on him, and how the how fucking the crowd was just behind him. Yeah. And then just like like great talent. Very similar to another guy we're gonna talk about later with like a fucking. If you're gonna be Mrs. Lackey, apparently mm. you're gonna get fired down the yeah. line. Yeah, yeah. He's got he's got bad. Uh, he's got bad karma. Because then after he turned on after he turned on Miz, he just kind of disappeared from television, became a superstar guy, retired semi, and go to NXT to be a commentator. Starts wrestling again. Has decent matches. Still very very good guy i you know i think he had injury problems so i don't know if that had anything to do with this i don't know i don't know if they saw a red flag with something or maybe had concussion problems i I, I the alex riley one pissed me off the most um we'll go on to the next one it's probably the most um decorated uh of the uh releases they made it was king barrett yeah again i'm calling him king barrett because he won the last king of the ring yeah he did won the last King of the Ring, multiple-time Intercontinental Champion, leader of a couple of factions. He was in the League of Nations. He was in the Nexus. He was in... And my favorite stable, of course, the, the Core. The Core. I love the Core. No one loves the Core. I love core. the Core. He was the Core of the Core. I mean, nah. I, you know, I've watched Barrett since his early days in WWE when he was on the first season of NXT. Yeah, me too. And uh, he was Jericho's, uh, he was Jericho's proto, protege, I should say. Yeah, it's Wade Barrett. Um... And you know, like I, I, he was a good, he's a good wrestler. Don't get me wrong. Brings um, good to the table. He does, and I, I just, I the way they booked him, they just made him so insignificant. And I don't know how they could have done it any better because they kept putting, giving him accolades, gave him the King of the Ring, gave him Intercontinental yeah. Title reigns, stables. Did he actually ever win the world title? Never won the world title. Okay, um, but like. When he came up and they gave him the, his finisher, the Wasteland, I remember like they they fucking debuted it as like a it's a kill move, like the yeah. F five, like it's a kill move. He hits that, he wins, um, and then they just kind of like they kind of just like never really went with him. He has he has the look, and he's a goddamn good promo too. Yeah, don't get me wrong, I love I love a Wade Barrett promo. Me and my cousin are always he's a big wrestling fan too, and we would always our favorite thing was saying Wade Barrett. Yeah, you know what the problem is? I think it was just like... He's um, lost in the shuffle, I he think. He's kind of lost in the shuffle. Like, a lot of guys are kind of like him. Uh, well, no, nah, I, I don't want to say that. Uh, let me go back on that. Um, I just think that he just could never got his footing. And, like, I think they just, like, went, like, with him and then would stop. And then would go with yeah. him and stop. And so the crowd never really got fully behind him because it was nothing... Like, he never really got that chance, yeah, per se. Like, he's, I, he did get over with the bad news, though. Like, bad news. The bad news was a good thing. get over. And then, of course, he got hurt, and that hurt him again. He, yeah. It, that was another thing. He did have an injury. He did have an injury, injury history. He, very, he hurt his shoulder a few times. Yeah. That's uh, what, maybe, that's what, maybe that's what it was. Maybe the, that's, bad news, the bad news Barrett gimmick was very good. was stupid at first. It was stupid, but he, he fucking pulled it, it off because he was funny as shit yeah was like, i'm afraid i've got some bad news and yeah the, and it made it just work <laughs> he made it work and you know there's something 
I know the brand extension ended a while ago with Raw and SmackDown, but something about him always said SmackDown to me, and I don't know what it was. Hmm. Maybe um, he was just, maybe he just, I don't know. But there was something about him, like, I felt like, I, I feel like he never on wrestled Smackdown. on Raw, and he always wrestled on SmackDown, which is one of the reasons I don't think he ever gets over, because people who wrestled primarily on SmackDown, like Dolph Ziggler, don't get over, because the <laughs> the, the majority of the crowd watches Raw, I do. and, yeah, you know, like, if you're gonna put a guy over on SmackDown, nobody's fucking watching it. Saint SmackDown 2002 no more? Whack Town. Fucking Whack Town, baby. Yeah, um, and probably the most upsetting of all the re- of all the releases oh fuck yeah is the release of damien sandow, sandow. i fuck wwe i man. mean fuck this guy ass. turned shit into gold he shit. turned everything into gold he turned shit into gold this is a former money in the bank winner man god he turned gold into fucking gold pussy it's fucking that's how good he was man like what the fuck what the fuck were they thinking? They had... I mean, listen, he didn't have to be, like, the world champion or anything let's, like that. Or a U.S. Start, champion. Let's start with how he fucking debuted. So he, de- he debuted oh. as the intellectual savior of the masses. Which was yes. a great gimmick. He would come yes. out to the ring in a fucking blue robe. Yeah. And come out to... Hallelujah! Like, like, he, was like awesome. he was just smarter than everybody. He cut a great promo because he yeah. used, like, great fucking, like, diction and stuff. Like, yeah. he, he was great. And, and then, that got him over. No, that got him over. That's right. He won money in the bank. He won money in the bank. All know, right? Even before which, that, even before that, they had the Road Scholars. The Road Scholars. That led into the money in the bank, which right. was, was another great tag team. A great tag Back, team. I mean, if, it was, if they had that tag team now, they'd be like... In the mix, but unfortunately they weren't around when tag team wrestling was as uh, prevalent on the show. Yeah, WWE tag teams were so, shit for right, a so year he, and a half so he won, okay, we're gonna win. So he won Money in the Bank. Uh, right, okay, so I'm sorry, go forward. Uh, so after that, he wins Money in the Bank. And he's like, like usually Money in the Bank is like the new Royal Rumble. That's the new star. Yep. You know, Seth Rollins, Edge... Uh, CM Punk. Yep. Uh, you know, I, I forget who uh, else has won in the past. RVD. Yeah. He went on to win the world title after that. You know, basically everybody. You're made. Basically, you win money in the bank. You're you're in line for a fucking huge push, and you're right. gonna win it. F- fucking uh, even Sheamus. You know, Sheamus was already a world champion, right. but he, he won that too. Yeah. And you know, it, it's a fucking big rub. He yep. he is gonna go on to become the least, the least like prestigious Money in the Bank winner and it just it devalue now it devalues the Money in the Bank mm-hmm. because this guy had it coming and I remember when he cashed it in he cashed it in on Raw at, against John Cena of all fucking people oh, right, who had yeah. just wrestled in God, a main event so match to do that if this was like yeah and you know and I'll give him credit like Cena didn't wrestle like a fucking five hour clinic like at a pay-per-view he wrestled a Raw main event where I forget who he wrestled, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And then Sandow came out after, tried cashing in, and then they had a decently long match. Like, it wasn't like most Money in the Bank's where it's like a squash. Where it's like finisher pin. Yeah, finisher pin, and that's okay. it. Like, they gave them five, ten minutes, and they made Sandow look good. Like, I remember that. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, he's going to probably lose when he did it, because I was like, uh, Cena's just not dropping the title to fucking Sandow. Nah. It's not happening. But, like, they made him look good, and I'm like, and, and Cena ended up winning. And, and honestly, that was the death of Damian Sandow. That was pretty much the death of it. 
They for just a while, they didn't know, they didn't have they... the faith in him to give him that. Nah. Unbelievable. Damien Sandow goes from Money in the Bank winner to losing the Cena when he cashes in to become the second man ever to not convert his cash in. Facing the other person that actually didn't. That's right. Actually, ironically. Yeah, but Cena, who, yeah, he didn't need to win his matches. He had a 700 world championship reigns. I know. Um, so then so then Sandow goes into obscurity for a while. Yep. Don't and what do they bit. do? They make him fucking Mrs. Lackey. Again, Alex Riley scenario here. And uh, he makes yeah. him his stunt double. And he looks nothing like the Miz at all. No, he, nah, he's nah, got nah, a beard. He's got black hair. Miz has got blonde, long <laughs> locks. Like it's very, very stupidly booked. And it was like kind of like a stupid gimmick to begin with. Miz is doing this like uh, I'm a movie star <laughs> thing, so I need a stump double. Yeah, yeah. And somehow Sandow does this great, <laughs> great gimmick of just impersonating everything that's happening to Miz because he's a stump double. Even so he's, taking bumps he's on the apron. He's taking bumps in outside their apron. He sees, like, Miz goes to the top rope, so he'll climb the stairs and do an elbow drop to nothing. Great, I just saw man. a clip on YouTube of, um, of like, one of the Usos suplexing uh, the Miz and Sandow's <laughs> in the ring. He's getting basically suplexed by an invisible wrestler. It was fucking great he made this such a good awesome. gimmick I, lo- I fucking love that that was like my favorite i think of sandow like, yeah that was just great and like the- and he got over way more than the miz now i don't know if any of you like watch um if you any of you watch wrestle wrestle with spoonie um, oh, Spoonie. Big, big, big big time wrestling mark and we love him we, we love, love Spoonie. we love you spoonie if you're listening one day and he always said that the WWE was gonna ruin this with like all the all the positive vibes that Sandow would get. He kept telling us, telling us that he was gonna fucking their WWE mm-hmm. would ruin yeah. this, and we didn't want to believe it. We we believed that they were gonna do something like this. You're Alex. crazy. No, they, we thought they were gonna go yes. Alex Riley route here, and Alex Riley would just eventually get sick of his shit and just beat up the Miz, and you got a fucking hot face right yep, there. But it. no, they made Sandow a bitch once he turned <laughs> so i think he turned on him in the royal rumble is when sandow turned on him he, yeah i think he eliminated, eliminated him from the yeah. royal rumble mm-hmm. and yep. then all rather than that being it and they're split and now they're feuding they made sandow his bitch because now he was um, embarrassed that he eliminated him he's like oh i'm sorry you know you gave me an opportunity i shouldn't have done that and they just kind of like kept him in this weird like 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 oh they could I could have bounced back from it, but they didn't. They didn't. No, they they kept going with this whole oh I'm I'm below you and I shouldn't have done that and now I'm gonna do everything to make you feel right like to feel like so Miz just made him his like personal servant after that I believe is what they called it. It was fucking stupid. It was stupid. And then Sandow gets and another thing just like another unfortunate thing to happen to him yep so he starts doing this uh macho man um impersonation oh, yeah yeah and he starts tagging with curtis axel who's doing axel maybe and doing hulk hogan impressions and of course he fucking hulk hogan drops an n-bomb on uh, on a secret <laughs> recorded tape and fucking they mess. scrap the whole gimmick and that's the last we hear of Sandow, besides some yeah, random scratch. That's so sad. That's so sad. God the guy damn. had talent. He ma- he turned that Miz thing into shit. Fucking goes from money in the bank into a joke gimmick, 
And then he just yep. goes and he just disappears. It was yeah. so upsetting. Yeah. Well, he's gonna make good money in the indies and the. Maybe Will he, he though? I don't in... think you can make good money in the indies. Uh. Well, he could. I don't know. He'll fig- he'll he'll get his footing. Maybe he'll go to TNA. I you know, hope. Uh, maybe not. Maybe. Damien's got. He's had a long. Um. He's had a long road. Um. He actually was in developmental for like one period of time. Uh. Got released, and then he actually got called back. Maybe like two years later or something like that, and that's when like eventually he became Damien Sandow. So right. like he's had this. Uh, the thing is, like, he's just had this. It's frustrating. It's like he's had this long road of um, disappointment and uh, and uh, I don't know what the right word, other word to describe it. But like, you know, so like I, I only knew that because I was listening to, to Colt Cabana's podcast, and he's good friends with Damien, and uh, so like I just fell for the guy, you know. And I'm just like, this guy was just like pure talent, and uh, it's just it's just so stupid to let someone go. Like, and you have this fucking asshole Roman Reigns that gets booed every fucking city from goddamn Can Maui, I- fucking Hawaii to goddamn Montauk of Long Island, but you eliminate and you get rid of a motherfucker like Sandow. It's yeah. just so stupid. Yeah, Fuck and that. somehow, Fuck it. somehow, Fuck it. Big Show and Kane are still employed. Yes, and Mark Henry. And Mark Henry. Um, can I just interject really quickly on one Guilford. segment of Raw that really pissed me off? So we Guilford. go backstage, Roman Reigns it and, is rich. and uh, AJ Styles confront each other in the backstage. <laughs> and now Gallows and, and Anderson have been there that whole time behind AJ. Yeah. And Roman Reigns is there and he walks in and he's just like, oh, you know, how about your boys versus my boy, me and my boys? Yeah. yeah. And then the Usos walk behind them, okay? <laughs> and they appear. Yep. Now, yep. can I point out that when they scan to the left side of the ring, to uh, the left side of the room, to show the Usos that there's no door to the room they've been standing in. Really? So they've been standing there the entire time, and Gallows, oh, Anderson, right. and AJ oh, right are, still, are, are just like, not acknowledging that they've been in the room with them the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> We're watching it right as we speak. Hey, so, um, you're that guy. Now, look. Oh, yeah, no there's door. a door behind them. There's no door. <laughs> there's no door. They've been in the room the whole time. <laughs> That's like me going, hey, hey, that guy Craig, he's a fucking dick. And then I walk on screen. <laughs> oh, I've been. Oh, wait, you've been right there, right next to me the whole time. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. I didn't mean to say that. I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> okay, bye. I'm going to walk back to the corner. Oh, of the room my God. Again. It was so funny when <laughs> I, I didn't noticed that. that just now. So we're watching this right now. Really. Yeah, we have it, we always have it running in the background when we record our podcast. So we get distracted somehow and yeah. still watch that. But yeah, okay, that was fucking funny. <laughs> fucking idiots. So I mean, we're we're hitting the hour and a half p- portion of our yeah. uh, podcast. Fred, do you have any uh, last minute wrap ups? I know you like to uh, run through a few things before we wrap up here. Yeah, I'm not gonna go really too much at the next. Really, uh, I mean NXT. <laughs> I always say next because I used to call it next, right? Fred, what? Who is facing the new day at the next pay per view? Vaud villains. Uh, okay. I really okay. fuck up this he, he learned. <laughs> if you, if you've listened to our podcast, Fred has called them. <laughs> The Vaudevillians. The Vaudevillians. So I turned a word that's like Vaudevillians, like three syllables, into about six. So I'm a fucking idiot. I've had a speech problem since I was a fucking little kid. Sorry, Craig, you fucking asshole. We're going to back up in my life. Ah, fuck you. It wasn't traumatizing at all. Um, 
Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> I do. I did, but I not anymore. What? <laughs> I don't know. I, I still fuck up. Obviously. Uh, okay. No, I'm not gonna go too crazy into this thing. An uh, uh, NXT. Uh, Eric Young debuted this week. He um, uh, to a massive pop. Got a, actually got a holy shit chant. Uh, challenged Joe for the world title. Uh, they made Joe uh, came out on top, obviously, uh, but made Eric Young look really, really well in the NXT debut. So I'm happy for him. I'm I'm really happy for NXT uh, for Eric Young because much like Damian Sandow, Eric Young is actually someone that works hard and turns sh- uh, uh, shit into gold, just like him. So right. I was really happy about that. Um, Samoa Joe is like just just a man. I'm uh you know he's he's leading NXT right now, and I just kind of had this observation, and I'm just gonna bring this up between NXT and WWE. Okay, so the crowd boos Joe, Joe. You know everybody loves Samoa Joe, but they boo him because he's a heel. He's a heel. Right. Okay, makes sense, right? Yes. Okay. I find it funny because I shouldn't have to think that Joe is like unique. For being booed. Because he's supposed to be booed. Right. Okay? NXT doesn't have, quote-unquote, heel, cool heels or god-awful top faces that get booed, a.k.a. Roman Reigns. The next crowd, they boo the heels and they cheer the faces like good old-fashioned wrestling. Right. There's no hijacking of shows. There's no chance for CM Punk or the Macho Man randomly. You know, next doesn't have fucking beach balls. Yeah, there's no guy riding. There's no fucking beach balls in the crowd. Okay, they book logically... And the crowd respects the wrestlers and the and the booking for it, and that's why next NXT sorry doesn't have bullshit hijacking of shows like WWE does because Vince McMahon does not listen to you, does not listen to us, the crowd, the universe, the, the WWE universe will never listen to the WWE universe. He just did, by he, fact he, that there was he, a CM Punk. Yeah chant on Raw. He doesn't understand, by the way, I read that also, he doesn't understand the Enzo and Cass gimmick. Uh. And that's why he doesn't like them at the moment. How do you not get, have you not watched Jersey Shore at least once in your life in the last seven years that it's been on fucking television? Fucking retarded. They're two guidos and they fucking have swagger. That's the gimmick. There, there, there doesn't need to be. A, I, I don't understand. Fucking yeah, retire, Vince. Please, please explain it. to retire me the new now. age outlaws, then, Vince. Yeah. What yeah, is their gimmick? Yeah. What, oh, what? They came to the ring with fucking, you know, with, uh, with South Park shirts on and stuff like that. <laughs> and, like, oh, what, what do you think? They were, like, fans of South Park? No, they were fucking those two fucking guys that had charisma and fucking, uh, you know, just. They don't. Uh, fuck you, Vince. Fuck. You, fuck and, you th- and that's and that's why NXT is a great show. It just reminds me of he has nothing to do with old, it. If you're a wrestling fan, watch NXT because and, it's so know, much better than everything else they put out there. You, you want to know fucking hiccups I have right now? God damn it! Yeah, I think you're too worked up, Craig. You're too fucking worked up over the Sami Zayn Sandow. You're talking about Stephanie. And the tits. fucking Montreal Screwjob redo. Yeah, you're talking about the, you're talking about that. You're talking about Stephanie's tits. I think you're going a little crazy. Today. I am a little crazy. Ah, oh, Stephanie's and blowjobs. You were talking about uh, who's blowjob? Bucky. Oh, Becky giving blowjobs. Did I say that? You did. You said he should blow Vince, and I said me too. Oh yeah. I, I, Becky, no respect. I mean, I mean, I mean, <laughs> all respect. <laughs> No respect to you, but you're giving all us blowjobs. <laughs> all due respect. 
<laughs> nope. He said it. No, said it right the first time. No respect, no, Becky. No, Come on. No, I love you, Becky. Blow us. No, I love you, Becky. I love you, Becky. Please don't say that. When I say you should blow us, I meant that in, in respectful way. Like, like we love you so much that you should suck our cocks. I didn't mean it like you suck so much you should suck our cocks. I didn't mean it like that. I meant it like you are the best, so you should suck my dick. <laughs> about my childhood <laughs> and start bringing up weird things that are Freudian sex. Oh I gotta stop now. Oh my god. Stephanie. Oh my god. Stephanie, <laughs> anal sex. Bye. I'm, I'm gone. Oh yeah, those footsteps really sounded believable. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm back, people. Okay. Oh my god. So <laughs> We're gonna keep this all on the podcast, people. Oh god, I don't give a shit. Is- Alright, that's <laughs> that's enough for us. We need to podcast where we'll <laughs> recap Monday Night Raw which will air this Monday night. We love blowjobs. I mean wrestling. And blowjobs. And blowjobs. Oh,